0: Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. <laughs> Here come The big show. big show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's some Big Show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get it rolling. <laughs> This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
1: It is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott hanging out with our friends today at Homey. Gordon, we love Homey because they're an innovative company that has figured out a way to, uh, get this, save their customers money by basically doing what everybody
2: else does better. And we love that sort of thing. Yep. You said it, uh, innovation. Should be rewarded, right? Absolutely. Yeah. That's and if our it.
1: if our listeners are the ones that benefit because we can give them a heads up, all
2: the better. Yeah, and uh, it appears to be that message is is ringing loud and clear to uh, to, uh, to people everywhere. I mean, they are just knocking it out of
1: the park around here. Don't pay the the three percent. Don't do it. It's an antiquated system, and homie basically they'll list your house for a flat fifteen hundred bucks, and they they help you buy homes too and that savings you can roll right back into your down payment or into uh you know some renovation maybe before you move in those sorts of things or just put it in your pocket (laughs) and they're streamlining the process with homey loans and we we talked to johnny uh just a second ago before the show started and and we'll catch up with him a little bit later on but uh they're doing title the title now the title company as well too gordon so they're streamlining the entire process And uh very excited to be here. Check out what they're all about at Homie dot com. Gordon, it's good to see you. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you,
2: Jake? I'm terrific. How was uh hanging out with DJ on Friday? It was fun. We had a good time and uh we uh we it was like old times with DJ and me. Back you know? to MJB in the morning. Yeah, that was what it was like. And and DJ was fired up too, man. He was going, so I just let him run. Kinda like that horse. Uh in the Preakness that was running without a rider, you know. So are you comparing PK to a jockey that normally he's <laughs>
1: being whipped in the flank?
2: <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't really uh, read too much into that analogy, but he, he was running hard, that's for sure. All right. Well, big thanks to David
1: James for doing that and uh, and sitting in.
2: DJ is the best of the best. So appreciate that. <laughs> how was uh, how was your weekend there, Gordo? It was good. Had a good time. Uh, how was your trip? You took a trip, and uh, I was wondering how your travels were.
1: Uh, we went up to uh, I went up to Big Sky, Montana, uh, with my um, uh, the family from my mom's side. Really, we had uh, we had a terrific time. It rained the whole good. time, so that was nice. <laughs> what you
2: were expecting. Yeah, I was expecting that, but uh, we rented a nice place and we we found stuff to do. Well, good. I'm, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you were able to spend some time with family in a place where it rained all the time. But it is beautiful up there. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: it is uh, It is gorgeous. There's no doubt about it. So, anyway, thanks to DJ for helping me get uh, get out of town. Uh, we won't spoil Game of Thrones for, for people <laughs> out there, Gordon, but you're worked up about it. I know. Yeah, I mean, yeah.
2: We can't talk about it now. You want
1: to? We really want to spoil it for those people because I've been that person who who's been avoiding spoilers uh, while okay. I do
2: wait to watch on my DVR. All right, uh, how about a general reaction uh, without giving anything away?
1: Uh, I thought it was. I, I thought it was okay.
2: Roll. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna just kill it like a bunch of people out
1: there online. Uh, but there were some issues that uh, that I certainly had, cause especially considering I've invested so much time and energy into not only watching the show, but reading the books. You
2: were the first one who uh, I became aware of watching that show.
1: I was in it from the beginning, man.
2: You were. The I debut night. And you, you double you did double duty on it, man. You read the books, too. And the books don't finish yet. Yeah, he's still got two to go, and now he's not going to do it. I bet you anything. Is it, well, Why wouldn't he? Well, why would he now? The, the story well, he doesn't have told... to follow this story. He can go a different way. And, and based on the reaction of a lot of Game of Thrones uh, fanatics, uh, he might be well advised to take it in a different direction. I'll uh, I'll give
1: you credit, though. Uh, you jumped on the phenomenon maybe just a tad bit late, but, boy, did you go in head first In fact, you were saying uh, off the air you're, you're not sure what to do now. You've got well, to move
2: on to another source of entertainment. I watched every episode Inside of three weeks. Yeah, I
1: mean, you you binge
2: watched it. That's what I did. Yeah, and I'd never done that before. And I'm not a big TV watcher. I'm more a documentary guy, sports guy, you know, movie. But I'd never done that before, and I did it, man. And I was glad I did. That was a terrific show with uh, all kinds of uh, quality to it. But man, there sure are a lot of people out there who don't like the way it ended. Yeah, well. And then maybe that would be true no matter what. I mean, there was one touching scene where, you know, a main character and a certain animal got back together. That was nice. But I won't get any more specific than that. But let me ask you this, though. Has there ever been an epic show?
1: And maybe our listeners can, can weigh in on this. I mean, you know, a real culture, iconic culture show that has ended really appropriately? Or has ended not appropriately? It
2: has had a good ending or a good last episode. That's a good question. And since I don't watch a lot of TV shows, I'm probably not a good person to ask on that. Because I remember, remember well, this was probably before your time. I don't remember what year it was when MASH
1: ended. It was terrible. I've seen the last episode of MASH, and it's awful.
2: Yeah, a lot of people didn't like that. Uh, And that was, I think, wasn't that one of the most watched TV programs ever? Yep. Now, I don't know what uh, Game of Thrones, I don't know what the ratings were, How many? Mil- but it was probably, I would guess, 20-plus million. Well, it's not going to touch, uh,
1: like MASH, for example, for a variety of reasons. One, there are more options out there, so TV ratings in general are, right. are significantly lower. It's on cable. And it's, it's on, on HBO. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's on pay TV. Not just cable, but yeah, an extra layer to that as well, so... But, I, I mean, there are those certain shows that, that really change our popular culture, right? Like, I, I, I would say Seinfeld is one of those shows. And the last episode of that was horribly disappointing. I would uh, i would throw The Sopranos into that category. Oh, man. The, the
2: last I, Sopranos. Was, hold on. Now, we can talk about that one, right? You know what happened in the last episode of The Sopranos? I've read Who died? The viewer. The viewer. I've,
1: I've read. Don't I've, you
2: think that's brilliant?
1: I've read all the different. All the different theories on the whole
2: thing. I've never seen that before. I've never seen that done before. I I was told that the director, the producers, whatever, were upset that the viewers were sort of idolizing these guys who were mobsters and whatnot, and the Soprano family, and they had their troubles, but they kind of still stuck together a little bit, and at the end, the, the, the viewer was the one that got, oft yeah i got it. do, you, is, do you, now no one's ever really said that from an official standpoint do you buy that do you think that's what happened? uh yeah i mean there's there's a lot of theories
1: too out there different ones than that well, the but yeah the i can buy that but what it, i mean it was yeah It, it was. <laughs> yeah. i mean it kind of wrapped it up it kind of didn't <laughs> i don't know um so, if there are any examples out there of a, of an iconic, I'm talking like a like a something that changed our pop culture, if it wrapped up in a good way, did it have a final, a, a great last episode?
2: One of the most ridiculous things that I've heard regarding that whole phenomenon at the end of the uh, the series, the end of the show, is that certain people are upset about the, the, the character development and arcs of some of these people who may have seemed good and ended up bad, and they named their kid after certain characters. Now, Jake, first of all, you got to be really careful about that kind of thing. And, and I, I'm not sure that I would recommend anybody name one of their kids after a, a, an ongoing TV show. But some people are upset because they name their child, and their and that name now represents something that's completely different from what it was supposed to be.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't recommend anybody name their kids after TV show characters. <laughs> that just doesn't seem right to me. Although you know, uh, the the Shorts family here in the Salt Lake Valley, they have the they named their son Stockton. Yeah. Stockton Shorts. I, I believe the mom came on DJ and PK once and talked about it when. The, DJ and PK were talking about it, and uh, they they viewed it as a great thing in their life. It, the the real positive.
2: good I'm glad know. that worked out for them It'd Be hard to it, explain. If you were going to name your kid, and let's say you had another another child, which name off of a TV endeavor would you pick? Wow, oh. you can pick from anything, anything. Is there one that would a be... A TV s- character? Yeah. Or maybe a cartoon character. Whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Or maybe a movie character. I don't, How know. about Gilligan? <laughs> and call him Gilly? <laughs> no, just Gilligan. <laughs> <Gilligan-Scott>. Gilligan Scott. <laughs> Gilligan. Not enough Gilligans out there. Uh, yeah. All right. If it was a female, would you go Ginger or Marianne? You are the worst. P.K. told a funny story about you today.
1: Andre, what? DJ and P.K. I missed it. I'll, I'll I'll tell you off the air. Well, apparently yes, he, told, he
2: told it on the air. Uh, he did. And maybe we'll tell it later, but we've got to get to the okay. story now. All we, right. We've hammered on
1: long nah. enough. All,
2: all you Game of Thrones fans out there, you know, you can tell us what you thought of what happened. I, I think it's a big enough, it's an iconic enough event that uh, we can sort of Hang over into uh, the showbiz realm off our sports show in order to uh, allow people to voice their opinion. If you want to do the uh, the open mic, uh, please have at it. Or you can contact uh, me at Gordon Monson or Jake at uh, Jake Scott Zone. All right, let's get to the split story of the day, Austin, if you please. Two
0: guys, two topics. Two opinions. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day. On 97.5-1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Kawhi in the lane, cut off by Middleton, trying to shake Brogdon. Spins to the right block, lays it up and in. Strong take by Kawhi wow. runner What wow. a man, man, man bucket with 32.4 seconds to play. The Raptors lead by four. but he won with three seconds left. An air ball, and the Raptors are going to win they inbound the clock goes the buzzer goes and the raptors take care of business on their home floor they win game three the bucks still lead the series 2-1 but as the old adage goes it's not a series until the home team loses a game and it hasn't happened yet folks
1: I heard Tony and Austin talking about that call today, and I couldn't agree more. That's the most ridiculous thing to put at the end of a call ever. Uh, and I, if you look at it in a certain way, I think there is some truth to the to the cliché. But in, in the sense that he was using it, that was ridiculous. They say it's not a series until the home team loses a game. Well, that's not happening here. But if it did happen, they'd be down 3-0 in the series. So... Hmm. So what's that supposed to mean exactly? Because now at least it's still a series. So the whole time I
2: won. So the whole yeah okay nice logical thinking there. I appreciate appreciate that. (laughs) But the whole time I'm watching that game, I'm going, all the pressure here is on the Raptors. Neither team played particularly well, Mm -mm. and they certainly didn't weren't efficient. But the whole time I'm going, even in the first half, I was going, "Man, Toronto better be careful because they might be in trouble here." I mean, I really could feel that coming. I didn't see a double overtime ending, but uh, it, 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 the Bucks were not playing particularly well. But you know, this was sort of this was sort of a, a situation where a loss wasn't going to hurt them. They had everything to win. And, of course, Toronto was – I mean, they they had the jitters a little bit, I think. It's tough for me to admit this because I picked Toronto in the series
1: and before the season started, I thought the Raptors would get to the Eastern Conference Finals. But even though Toronto won, that game, again, comes off as Milwaukee is the better – they're the better team. Oh, really? You've
2: come to that conclusion.
1: They've got more talent than than Toronto does. Toronto's got a depth problem. I think top end, if you compare the Greek freak and Kawhi Leonard, I think you're looking – Pretty even from there on. And the Greek out,
2: freak, by the way, did not have a good game. No, he didn't. And mean, it still it was, took him double overtime yeah, to get yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And I th- the Bucks afterward were saying, "Hey, man, we played like crap." Uh, Budenholzer said that played like crap, and we still almost won. Right. Uh, that, that's just a means for him to, to uh, grab a, grab his team by the throat and say, "Listen, fellas, you know you can do better than this. Uh, this, and if you do better than this." then we're on our way. Now, I don't want
1: you to get me wrong. If Toronto Toronto actually wins this series, I'll be <laughs> bragging about it for months. But because
2: uh, you picked them.
1: Because I did. But you it come back in Yeah, back October before the season or whatever. started. So, but Milwaukee I mean Milwaukee's terrific and coach Budenholzer is a, is obviously a terrific coach. I mean, Jason Kidd didn't set the highest bar in the world. But, I mean, (laughs) the way that they play is perfect for that team. They've surrounded uh, Giannis with the – the perfect surrounding cast. Brooke Lopez has totally evolved his game to where he's a serious. I don't know what's
2: gotten into him.
1: Well, he he figured out that, you know, as I move into my later years and I'm not really a dominant physical player anymore, I've got to do something to fit in with the team. Yeah. But
2: at what point did did he think, okay, you know, I'm getting older now. So I think I'm going to jack up 26 footers and make half of them. Oh, I'm sure a coach got into his ear and said, you've got to develop
1: this part of your game. And then when he goes to Milwaukee, they really needed somebody who can stretch the floor because Giannis can't. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm assuming now he's been working on it for a few years and he said, sure, I can do that, and it's even evolved from there. But he's the perfect player for what they need. And and give George Hill a lot of credit. Yeah. Twenty four points, mm-hmm. George Hill last night. He is a really good player when he is healthy. Yes. We saw that with the Jazz and when he's when he's healthy, he is good. The problem is He's not healthy a bunch of times. Yep, that's that's certainly an issue. But i I've had this opinion for the past couple of years, and I can't remember if you agreed or not. Is the best that we've seen the Jazz offense look under Quinn Snyder during his term was when George Hill was healthy and running the point for the first half of that
2: season, and it. Hmm, I'm gonna have to think about that. You still think that? I still think
1: that. Now, now, Donovan Mitchell might be a better offensive player than Gordon Hayward or, or George Hill. I believe that. But, I mean, as far as having a guy who could score and shoot and run that point that, the way that Quinn Snyder wants it run, mm-hmm. that's the best
2: the offense has looked in his career. And that's why journey. it was so frustrating when he got hurt. And he got hurt <laughs> yep. at key times, like in the playoffs. And that was, uh, that was really damaging to that team. It was. Remember, he was scoring some like twenty-four points a
1: game in the first uh, first half of that season until he got he got hurt. He was exactly what that team needed, and then just just couldn't stay on the floor. What was it? A, a toe that took him off for a while, and then well, an yeah. the ankle in the playoffs, something like that. And it, you know, it's too bad. I think we're seeing how good he can still be when he's uh,
2: when he's healthy. Do you agree with me that Toronto lucked out? Last night, yes. Oh, certainly. Because uh, I mean, how often is uh, is Middleton going to go three of sixteen from the floor? Not often. I mean, that's it, uh, and we already talked about Giannis uh, five of sixteen from the floor. I mean, that's his Miritich was not particularly effective. Now you could say they are playing good defense, but and I think some of that is true. I don't know that it's completely true, but uh, your opponent comes in and. Well, you shoot. You yourself shoot under forty percent, thirty-nine percent from the floor. They were flinging shots up and, uh, all over the place, and it wasn't working uh, for them. But uh, but the Bucks were no better. In fact, they were two percentage points worse. All right, in the West now, the Warriors
1: uh, they had a win one tw- uh, ten to ninety nine over the weekend. Now they have a three games to none lead in the series. It, it- is over. Portland does not. Have a prayer and Golden State looks better than ever. And, of course, Kevin Durant sitting on the sidelines has provided a lot of fodder considering his future with the club is undetermined and people saying, well, Golden State can do it without him. A lot of people still saying, well, of course the team is better with Kevin Durant because he might be the best player on the planet. So to think that they wouldn't be better with him out there is ludicrous. But it is interesting to see the, the way that Golden State plays when he's not on the floor, is and I heard PK talking about this this morning. Is fun to watch. Yeah, it it's is fun.
2: fun to watch. Let me make an analogy here. All right, so follow the bouncing ball, will you?
1: Well, considering I have a tough time following you, most shows, I, I will really focus. Okay, here. see if you can
2: doubly focus. Okay, I'm all trying. right, all right. I had three pine trees in my backyard, and they were growing quite large. And we had neighbors up the hill that who who uh, who was blocking their view, and so my neighbor called me and said, "Would you mind if we uh, trim those trees down?" And you told them to pound sand, of course. No, I I said, "Hold on, let me check on it." And so I talked to my uh, my a a attorney. uh, No, (laughs) a person, a gardening expert. I say, you know. And uh, a tree expert, and I said, "What would happen we chopped those?" And he said, "It would. It would not be good." And so my neighbor, wanting to be a good neighbor, you know, uh-huh. if I could, uh, I he came in and uh, and said, "Okay, you can have them removed. You can remove them." Uh-huh. And I thought, "Remove three gorgeous pine trees? Now am I that good of a neighbor?" No. And I, and I said oh, I I finally determined yeah I was that good of a neighbor. So he said that he would pay to have them taken out. And I said okay, go ahead and do it. So he took them out. And it, and it, but he said don't worry about it. It'll grow in. You know, the other trees will grow in. And I thought okay, we'll see about that. And so they took them out and there was a hole there for a while, but they grew in. And now it's as gorgeous as it ever was. Uh-huh. So, this is my analogy for what's going on with Golden State. You remove KD, and you got a hole there, but the trees grow in, and it's as beautiful as it ever was. That's what's going on with the Golden State Warriors. I, I think I followed that
1: completely <laughs> uninteresting analogy. <laughs> <laughs> I that, that was a thing of beauty. It would have been better if you would have fought with your neighbor. If it would have been like litigation, I mean if it would have really you know turned ugly.
2: Well, I did have a neighbor another neighbor who wanted me to cut down some trees in the front yard because they were blocking the view, but those you could not you could not chop chop them off the top of them and I wasn't going to remove them, so I had to say no on that particular occasion. Only because I uh, look, I'm a tree lover. I hate to see trees just disposed of, but that's neither here nor there. What well, I meant to say is that the Golden State Warriors, the sh- the shrubs have grown in. Well, you know that second neighbor. You know what advice I'd give him? What?
1: get in touch with our good friends at Homie. check them out at homie.com and, and good, move good you think you think
2: should i say to him hey buddy you don't like my dream then move i think that's exactly what you well said. if they were gonna move then Homie would be the place to call
1: we are at Homie. uh check them out homie.com, and our good friend johnny joins us of course and johnny first uh thanks for having us out as
3: always man it's yeah. great to, to see you it's and the a- whole crew
2: always good to see you i hope you don't mind us making this a little personal but congratulations or order for you oh
3: yeah absolutely number seven how you know, do you do a it, newborn in the house? You know, we're, we're, uh, we just, we just try to survive one day at a time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> did you at one point in your life say, you know what? I don't like sleeping. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't you know what I, I can do without. I could do without yeah, I sleeping. Did, did, yeah. I don't need to do any of that <laughs> for the next 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Congrat- congratulations on the addition. That's yeah, terrific. Thank you. Uh, you know, I was thinking as we were coming in here and, uh, you know, how we were going to start things off. And I thought, you, you know, uh, Somebody who changed the world. We were talking about shows, pop culture shows that, mm-hmm. that changed things. Uh, Henry Ford changed the world with uh, talking about, you know, instead of when, if you wanted a car, you gave it to one guy and he said, check back with me in eight months. He thought, you know what? If I can have one person doing each thing over and over and over again, uh, it will increase my productivity and change how things are done. And that's exactly what you guys have done at Homey.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's interesting that the real estate industry has never gone down that path. And yeah, it's it's long overdue for disruption and uh, things are going extremely well. So
1: we were talking to you before the show started, and we talked about homey loans in the past. Yep. We of course talked about buying and selling, you know, the bread and butter. But you guys have uh, some exciting new new news. You're heading into
3: titles. Yep. We uh, just became a title company as of last week on Wednesday when I had my little baby boy. So I was really excited about this new uh, this new company. My wife is like, hey, we also had a, a boy. So you ought to be excited about that, too. But no, it, it was a really good day. Johnny, um, I'm glad somebody around here got a title.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Is, was that a shot at the jazz in the middle of our homie conversation?
3: <laughs> oh, tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's i mean that this the lack of transparency that's existed with a uh, mortgage title and escrow, just the entire process of buying and selling a home um, it's just time to make that transparent and show everybody the exact fees the exact amount of work that goes into it and charge a fair price for it so that's our goal and and that's uh that that that's what happened last Wednesday when we became a title company so we're now a real estate brokerage we can help you buy and sell a home with our real estate agents um, we now have loan officers that can help you get a loan or refinance and now we have a whole team of escrow officers that can help you close and it's just now one smooth process to where we can we can guarantee a consistent process when you buy or sell versus not knowing what this realtor's experience is like or what that escrow officer's experience is like we, we just we know how to systematize it
1: so if you're buying or selling a home you guys can save people money and then on top of that you'll take care of the whole process people don't have to go anywhere else
3: yeah yeah it's uh, it's really coming together so it's been a lot of fun what's next you know, open a bank you know, I, becoming becoming a lender is that, is becoming a bank. That's next. Wow. So. All right. I like it. All right,
1: homie.com. Check them out at homie.com. Thank you, Johnny.
3: Hey, thank you, guys.
1: All right, we'll have more of the big show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: Would you rescue me? Would you get my back? Would you take my call when I start to crack? Would you rescue me? Uh-huh. Would you rescue me? Would you rescue me when about myself? When I need your love? If I need your help, would you rescue me? We don't talk much, not anymore.
3: Broken bottles. Mitchell
1: Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 Zone. Want to remind you about our friends at Ivory Homes, Utah's number one home builder. Ivory Homes brings experience, quality, and design to every home and community they build. Learn more at IvoryHomes.com. Band of the day today, One, Repl- uh, one Republic, as selected by our friend Johnny here at Homie. That's where the show is broadcasting from today. Check them out, HOMEy.com. They can save you tons of money. They're redoing the way that uh, we buy and sell homes, Gordon. And now they have Homey Loans, and uh, they're a title company as well. So they're bringing it all under one umbrella. Very exciting stuff. Check them out at homey.com. Gordon, on on the scale of 1 to 10, how exciting was the PGA Championship for you this weekend?
2: Well, I thought thought Brooks uh, Koepka was going to run away with that thing. He had that huge lead. And then all of a sudden he didn't. You know all of a sudden he didn't, and then you know how those New York fans are they get into it and they're all cheering for for d j and and but Kepka you know settled himself in, and i gotta i gotta say with him winning uh winning these major titles he's getting these days i I think this guy's gonna be formidable for a long time he doesn't look vulnerable to me even though he gave away so many of those strokes and he got the piece of hardware that parents who want to have a daughter all uh agree with want to make her the want to make her trophy got it i got it
1: i heard you uh gordon uh, first of all brooks kepka is awesome He's, yeah. he's really really good he's won four of the last eight majors i mean it's not that's not quite tiger level dominance Back it's getting there
2: heyday but it's what was it's tiger seven of
1: eleven something I like think that
2: eleven, but uh, this is impressive he is
1: he is really a, a great player but he's doesn't have a personality he's not particularly likable which golf needs uh they they need
2: a superstar to to <laughs> captivate everybody. And well, he, Tiger wasn't particularly likable in the early days.
1: Well, even he had a little bit of a, a villain going for him, as opposed to Brooks, very easily dismissed. I think. Although I loved his comments before the tournament started or he was saying that the weather will eliminate half the field, (laughs) and then half of that, uh, you know, are going to choke, and then the other half of that group left, uh, he's better than. You know, it leaves him like one guy to beat. But but he was
2: equally critical of himself, saying he was choking it away.
1: But uh, it it wasn't a very exciting tournament. The last, what, 5% of the whole tournament was exciting. But until then, he was mopping the floor with
2: everybody. Yeah. And, but you can't hold that against him.
1: Oh, no, you can't.
2: But I'm saying as That's far like as... That's like me complaining that Mike Trout is boring. He is boring. Well, he is kind of boring, Low but his, certainly his play is not boring. Brooks is a little bit in that uh, category, yeah. I, I think.
1: But as far as entertainment value of the whole tournament, it, I, I wish it was better longer. Does that make sense? Because yeah. uh-huh. there was that moment of excitement toward the end, but the rest of the tournament was pretty much, well... Brooks is hammering everybody, so. Well, he
2: led start to finish, he? did. It? I mean, it was just like, it, it was, It was you, you didn't think it was in doubt, even though it's always in doubt until the last part of the day. And uh, so that's what took the excitement away from this tournament, was that he was too good for the field.
1: Well, and I'm not a Tiger Woods fan, but him absolutely no-showing
2: definitely erased a whole storyline that could have made it captivating as well. Mm. Tony Finau, somebody would uh, stir up some local interest, struggled uh, down the stretch, and uh, that's the way it goes. That's golf, man. That's why what Tiger Woods did and what Brooks Kepka is doing now is so freaking unusual to dominate major tournaments like this. It's just, you don't do that. You don't do it. And he's doing it. So if, I think this is... Uh, uh, you may not think he has the best personality in the world or the best manner about him, but uh, his golf, I, I would predict that this isn't going to slow down anytime soon, even though the nature of golf uh, says otherwise.
1: Yeah, and I hope, I hope we see greatness again, and he's off to a start that could end up there. We will see. Uh, but he's not the
2: most uh, captivating player on tour, certainly. He, what about his game? I mean, when I watch him play, I, I'm i impressed. I mean, if you like to play golf, I don't know how when you watch Brooks Kepka play the game, you can't, uh, uh, you know, uh, that spins your beanie a little bit. Uh,
1: Mike Weir told an interesting anecdote on DJ and PK last week uh, where he complimented Brooks Kepka's short game. And Brooks said... Wow, thank you very much. Never, Nobody ever compliments my short game. And, it, like, he's worked on that, and he feels like he's really good at that, but he never gets any credit for it. Uh-huh. And, and so when I was watching, I was kind of watching through that lens because I thought that was a really interesting anecdote. And his short game is nails. I mean – he, yeah, he's he's a heavy hitter, and he can put it out there. But much like Tiger in his hey, heyday, what won him tournaments was how well he putt and how well he played
2: around the green. Did you think that when, as Brooks was, uh, as he put it, half choking it away, did you get the feeling that uh, that was making people more interested in what was going on? And do you enjoy watching somebody fall somebody apart? Somebody
1: collapse? Yeah. Um, I do think it made it more interesting to people because they want to see some competition at the end. Yeah. Unless it's truly historic and he's going to win by 10 shots. See, two. I don't like to but see
2: it. I, I don't like to see it. You I, don't like John
1: Vandeveld trying yeah, to hit no, it out of the... No, that's, of the... that's not
2: my thing. And for some people, they uh, some golfers take some sort of sick pleasure in watching the best in the world completely didn't, fall apart and play like they do. Didn't Greg Norman have a pretty historic one at, yeah. uh, at the U.S. Mm-hmm. Open? But I'd rather say, I mean, I can really get into competition if somebody, had, like if uh, if DJ had, uh, had uh, Dustin Johnson had come on strong and made a real great move up there. Now I'm into it, but I don't want to see Brooks Kepka play the way he did over the first few rounds and then watch him absolutely spiral into the turf. Now, knowing you, you you probably do like that. Uh,
1: it can be entertaining. I watched the John Vanderveld thing live when I was God, I must have been a teenager or something. And uh, the the whole drama of is he is he really <laughs> is he really pulling up his pant legs and taking off his shoes and socks? He's going to hit that. That's this is what we're doing
2: now. This is going to happen. Have you ever choked in a, in any kind of uh, circumstance? Oh, sure. Like, can anything come to mind? Because all of our listeners right now, whether, whatever you do for a living, if you're an attorney or if you're a businessman or if you're a, uh, an amateur athlete of some sort, you've played sports of any kind, you must have faced some situation somewhere where all of a sudden the physiology of the thing wasn't working properly. The, the connection between your brain and your, your synapses were not working. This, I've seen this happen to athletes time and time again. It's something that they have to learn to control. I, t- I talked to a, uh, a a really intelligent woman who was in, at, at uh, Yale Law School. And she said that uh, I was talking to her about her experience there. And she said she was in this very rarefied air in this classroom. And the instructor was some dignified professor And he turned all of a sudden out of the blue and asked her a question in front of everybody. And she said she knew the answer to the question, but she totally froze up and could not. She said something stupid. And she said people started laughing at her. And I thought, well, if you knew the answer, why why would that happen? Why would that happen? It's like you when you were pitching for Skyline High School and you, uh, you, you know, the team had like a four four run lead and you sort of started dealing, you know,
1: I came in and big, gave up eight.
2: pitches. You know? uh, that probably
1: happened. I uh, the times I really choked. I used to double fault when I'm
2: facing <laughs> breakpoint. Really? It uh, used to happen all the time. And why? Uh, did you ever try to figure out? Because what what's on? going
1: through in my brain is just get it in, just get it in, just get it in. Mm-hmm. And you know, so you, you overthink of it. Yeah, you overthink it. All right, we want to remind you uh, about our friends at Little Caesars. When the Salt Lake Bees win, you win li- with Little Caesars. And on April twenty third, you win when twelve eighty the Zone, the big show is at Little Caesars in Salt Lake. Join us from three to six, eight hundred five South nine hundred West in Salt Lake. Actually. Uh, uh, yeah, anyway, we'll have more coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: Three, two, one. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. And the Raptors are going to win. As the old adage goes, it's not a series until the home team loses the game. And it hasn't happened yet, folks. So it's not a series. <laughs> Milwaukee had won and gone up 3-0. Hey, 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 hey. Look what we got here. We got a series. That is the worst phrase. (laughs) It's not a
1: series until a home team loses. So two games to one, folks. 3-0, though?
0: Yeah. So thanks for tuning
1: in for nothing. So it's all over almost here. It's all started almost here. That's right. Two games to one. This sucks.
0: Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
1: Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Hanging out live at Homie. Check them out, Homie.com. If you're buying or selling a house, do yourself a favor. Save yourself from some money. Don't pay that commission it's not worth it. Go to homie.com and they're going to take care of you. They also have homie loans. They just added a title company. They're moving everything under one umbrella to make things better for you. Go to homie.com. Gordon, we're going to get more into what's going on in the PAC 12 today at their CEO meetings uh, coming up at the top of the five o'clock hour. Larry uh, Larry Scott has a teleconference that is going on as we speak. So we'll probably have some sound for you coming up at the top of the five o'clock hour as well. But some um, financials were released, Gordon. And just to kind of, you know, introduce this real quick. Uh, and I'm getting this from John Kuhn at John Coon Sports. John uh, works for the AP. And I know Austin retweeted this. Um, but John says uh, Pac-12 had total revenues of $497 million for 2017-18 it's a drop of $12 million from the $509 million in revenue for the 16-17 year. Each league school received an average cash distribution of
2: $31.3 million. So that sounds uh, to a lot of smaller schools out there that are in mid-majors and whatnot, they probably think, wow, 31000000 million. I'd take that in a heartbeat, you know. But relative to what teams in the Big Ten are getting, it's uh, it's – Well, what is it about a maybe a little more than a half? I think the
1: because we knew that. I think the new part of this story that's a little bit alarming, Gordon, is the trend down.
2: Lost money Mm -hmm. now.
1: uh, You know, twelve million short. That's one million per school, and when we're talking about you know. 30 plus million dollars you might say well that's not so bad but it, it's the trend that mm-hmm. would concern me cuz their their TV deal is not going down so they're getting a consistent TV money from the their their tier 1 and tier 2 rights you know what i'm saying tier 3 that's a mess that we've explored a lot so is it no other conference is trending downward right this is my point that's
2: that, that's got to be a little alarming and i've had correspondence from uh school presidents in the pac-12 and i won't get any more specific than that and it was nobody in uh, this state so i will eliminate that where they were extremely concerned about what was going on with these financials and Pointing the finger right at uh, the index finger, I meant to say, you uh-huh. know, at Larry Scott, that there is a real concern. This is not something that that I know he has backers, but he also has some pretty harsh critics. Well,
1: and if the, if the money continues to dwindle, I would imagine those backers are going to change their tune a little bit. Right. Because yeah. it's all about the it's all about the cake. Mm
2: hmm. And yeah.
1: especially school presidents, when they don't see the checks coming in that they want to see, I'm gonna, they're going to start asking more
2: questions. Everything's relative, right? Yeah. Almost everything. And when they're looking at other leagues growing and their league is uh, diminishing uh, in the most important area, although it's always about the kids. Of know? course. Yes, it is all about the kids. I forgot about that. Yeah. But when it deals with money and less of it, then that's not something that I think uh, – school leadership is going to smile at. All right. We'll talk about this and they've got some rule changes coming down. I got
1: some good things. I got
2: some good things
1: Uh, that we'll get to all of that coming up at the top of the five o'clock hour. So make sure and stay tuned for that. Coming up next at the top of the four o'clock hour, we're going to talk to Ryan Miller. He covers the jazz for KSL.com. So make sure and stay tuned for that. But we're hanging out with our friends here at homey. Today, uh, our friend Johnny joins us once again, and uh, you know, Johnny, I, I tell you what, it, it's, it's kind of cool to see your team operate out there, and I know uh, this is a big part of what you do. You assign a whole team to our listeners for, if you're buying or selling, you've got a whole group, not just one person, you've got a whole group of specialists here to help you out.
3: Yeah, yeah, and what's fun is we're hiring so if anybody knows any real estate agents out there, we're hiring like crazy. And I, uh, I just went and did a little presentation at a company here the other day, and three people, you know, raised their hand. They're like, "Yeah, my my wife's a realtor, my 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 aunt," and and that job is really hard. You do have to kind of network with your family, and you only do a few deals a year. But we're a marketing machine, and we're just bringing leads like crazy, and we need real estate agents to handle. Our clients be assigned to each client really take care of them and, and kind of do that assembly line process that we've talked about so
2: one of the reasons they would want to do that Johnny is because they're they're not going to make as much per deal because you guys are giving the customer a better deal yeah but they're probably gonna do more of them because this thing is becoming so popular yeah
3: our agents do more than any other agent in the state so I mean our agents are doing hundreds each a year so yeah, it just at a sheer volume, um, you know, we're lowering fees to consumers, and then um, yeah, as an agent themselves, they they definitely just transact on more deals, but they become better specialists in that one area as well.
1: And we've been talking about Homey Loans for a little while yep. now, and now uh, just kind of a new development. You're doing titles as well.
3: Yep, yep. So if you're if you're buying a home, um, we can help you get a loan with Homey Loans. We can help you uh, close at Homey Title and Escrow. So. Mm-hmm. Our goal is to automate and, and streamline the entire process, make it transparent, remove all the crazy fees that have existed for ever for way too long. So yeah, we're, we're just uh, our goal is to save clients thousands and, and uh, try to help them have a great experience.
2: And if anybody has questions, they don't—they're not
3: left to figure it out themselves. Yeah, not at all. We have assigned real estate agents. You get the same amount of help that you would really going anywhere else. We just have a really good systematized process. We have automation in place so that our agents aren't doing manual data entry to certain places. That's what a lot of the automation has done for us. So it's it's really coming together. It's It's been a lot of fun, and this spring's picking up for us. So transactions are just happening on a daily basis out here.
1: All right. Get
3: online. Find out what they can do for you. homie.com
1: That's homie.com. Johnny, thank you so much. Hey, thanks, guys. All right. We'll have more of the big show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.